Hello and welcome to the PRF podcast. I'm your host, Eric Dahl. I'm here with Matt Ware. Chef Matt, as some like to call him. I prefer to call him Matt because he's just Matt. I mean, it is my name. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Mama didn't name you Chef. No, they, no, no, definitely didn't. But hey, thanks for having me. It's, uh, it's a pleasure to be here. It's nice to have you, finally. I know. Talked about it enough. We, we have. We have. So uh, let's get into it. Um, where did you where did you start in sports? I mean, let's go back all the way to swinging a bat. Yeah. And it's funny because um, the sport that I started with was not the sport that I ended up playing. So, like, I started baseball. Yep. T-ball, you know, Little League, Babe Ruth. And then next thing you know, I get into middle school-ish, and the football coach is like, hey, why don't you come over here? And then I, I just fell in love with football, right? Oh, yeah, absolutely. And so it was nine years of football after that. It was all through uh, middle school, high school. Um, you know, every summer I was going to, you know, all the Oregon football camps. Mm -hmm. I was, I mean, I dug in. Like football was like, it was, there was something there. Yeah. And uh, it really met that idea of like bringing passion to a sport because you can bring a passion and you go out there and hit somebody. Yeah. Right? Yep. So, um with uh with with football it it worked out to where I could play football as my main sport and then I did basketball and you know track just to keep me in shape uh you know throughout the year and this was all still in high school um and then you know it came to a point where I was going to a, a you know in Oregon 3A it's you know mid level yeah. nothing major right yeah. Um, but I was uh, I was getting recruited by a couple big schools and then uh, realized that, uh, you know, maybe the academics weren't there. And uh, also I was like, you know, what, I want to play a little bit. Yeah. So um, I I guess I kind of got recruited and, you know, a guy from uh, College of the Siskiyous mm -hmm. came up and, you know, saw me play, watched my tape, all that stuff and said, hey, Matt, why don't you come play linebacker for us? Hell yeah. So I was like, yeah, let's do it. Played there for uh, two years, quickly realized that um, my body was not growing as fast as it needed to grow, right, for football. <laughs> um, and I just, you know, it's a different level. Yeah. It, everything's faster. Everything's harder. Everything's I mean, bigger. Everything's bigger. I, I think within the first three days, I chipped like four teeth just from being hit, right? Damn. And so it was intense. And it was three days or three times a day. It was weight rooms in between those three days. and best time of my life yeah um but also it, it taught me a lot you know it was like a lot of work ethic stuff it was like mm -hmm. if you don't show up then you're going to be shamed yeah and you're just you're not going to be part of the team yeah so after those two years um i had an opportunity to go over to australia play on an oregon all-star team and we Damn. played american football and it's it's interesting because I say American football because it's you know over there it's uh, it's not you know American football is not really liked. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know it's yeah. it's all rugby. Rugby over there is the big sport. Oh yeah, and they're like, who? What is this other game you're playing? Yeah, that's the not football's a, the wrong shape. Yeah, <laughs> or the ball that's is not a pigskin. You know, exactly. <laughs> so um, so I played over there for a little bit um, and then came back and took a little bit of a break from athletics i needed a break you okay. know because i dug in so hard and it was like a two or three year break um and then i found crossfit okay <laughs> for the first time 
for the first time. Yeah. I uh, did CrossFit for uh, six months. Ruptured my Achilles tendon. Oh. And what, doing what? <laughs> box jumps. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I was doing – I was going from uh, power cleans to uh, box jumps to kettlebell swings or something like that. And on a 30-inch box jump, snap, just like that. Um, you know – <laughs> one of the in most in, the injuries that I had always dread. Yeah. For good reason. Yeah. They had no, me out for a year. It's terrible. I've I've torn ligaments. I torn tore all the ligaments on the outside of both of my ankles um, wow. at different times when in, when I was younger, and then re-injured them again on my right. Yeah, my right ankle, like three years later, mm-hmm. and dude, it's brutal. Yeah. I. I I can only imagine with Achilles. That it was rough. It was rough, and it was crazy because when it happened, I didn't actually know what the injury was. And I got in my car, and <laughs> I started driving home, and all of a sudden I started getting pale. And I'm just like, oh, I'm going to throw up. Rolling down the windows, just trying not to throw up. Yeah. I get home. You know, my wife's like, we need to get you to the, to- to the doctor, like, now. And yeah. yeah, and they're, they do immediate, like, you know, x-rays or you know, the, and whatever they're doing to look inside there. And they're like, yeah, see where this is right here? You're supposed to have a tendon. <laughs> so um, that was a good year, you know, six like, surgery, um, six months in a boot. And then it was like, OK, we're going to learn how to walk again. And then we're going to learn how to jog. And then we're going to learn how to run. And it, it was a, a very humbling experience for me. Okay. Right. Because it was like before that I was, you know, I, I approached athletics like I'm unstoppable. Like mm-hmm. I can do whatever I want, right? Yeah. I can get out there. I can play baseball, football, basketball, whatever. I'm not going to get hurt. Well, life has a way of showing me that that's not the case. Yeah. Yeah. Um, bulletproof. Yeah, no, we're definitely not. And uh, so I, I came upon this um, a race you might know, the Spartan race. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you know what? That's going to be like my my coming back to athletics, mm-hmm. right? And so once I got the boot off and I started training, just started working around a track, you know, jogging. Next thing you know, I'm running. Okay, you're getting some stairs in. All right, I'm feeling good. Let's do a Spartan race. Yeah. So I did the Spartan race, and then I was like, oh, wow. Fell in love with those. Did that circuit for three years? Damn. Yeah. And did you do one a year, or did you do... Yeah. I, well, there was one year I did two of them. Yeah. Uh, so the first year I did one. second year I did two. And then the third year, I actually started leading teams through it. Nice. And so I was a part of a gym, and there was, like, um, a couple, like, there was one of the teams was, an, like, an older bunch of ladies, and they were like, we really want to do this. And I'm like, you know what? I've done this track. Let's get out there. I'll help you through the, the obstacles. We'll run it together. I'll be your inspiration. And that's exactly what I did, right? Thanks. I went out there, and I would wait at the obstacles and help them over. And then I would be like, all right, go. I'll wait for the next person. And then I would kind of just pace people. It was fun, yeah. right? It was a fun aspect of it. Uh, then in the midst of that second round of CrossFit, dug in deep. Mm-hmm. Dug in deep. This time I didn't get hurt, but I started. Uh, I became a coach. Yeah. Started running a CrossFit gym. Um, for the lack of a, a long story, I found the ugly aspect of CrossFit, which was the business side of it. Mm-hmm. I realized quickly that CrossFit was a brand, not a style of fitness. Yeah. Right. And so, and I'm not going to d- dive too deep into that 
just so we don't get into uh, too many politics. But yeah. it's um, I, I enjoyed it because I was working with people and I was I was actually helping them. Right. Yeah. Well, in the midst of all that, there was one thing about CrossFit that I was really good at. It was the running aspect. It was the it was basically the cardio aspect. Mm-hmm. You know, pull ups, running a mile, come back in, do a bunch of pull ups. Yeah. The one thing I sucked at was the lifting. Like okay. I remember, um, I'm lifting with the other one of the other coaches, and she she was like, "Yeah, I used to be an Olympic weightlifter." And I was like, "Well, let's let's do something together, right?" Yeah. So we start lifting, and she is blowing me through the water at a sixty kilo bar loaded bar and she is she's barbell cycling just blowing me out of the water and ever since that day i was like okay i'm gonna i'm gonna learn this so i started teaching myself started watching videos talking to people i knew Mm -hmm. um about that time that gym that i was at closed down the owners were like we're moving back to brazil this is not profitable (laughs) (laughs) it's profitable out there so we're closing the gym yeah okay that's when i found club sport okay and where i met you yeah you know i was there for about a month before i met you guys and uh you and started doing the the olympic lifting with you and just um it immediately met everything we've just talked about it met that passion it met that intensity it was like a challenge Mm -hmm. right um immediately hurt myself which tells me like okay this is for real yeah this is going to challenge me yeah. And that's what I was looking for. Yeah. Well, it, it, the, the beauty of it, and I think a lot of people who switch from CrossFit to weightlifting, is when you're in a, when you're in a box, you, the only thing you're challenged is get the bar from the ground overhead. Right. Right? It's yep. not, they, you know, they want to call it a squat snatch, the power, whatever they call it. Mm-hmm. It's not the same. Right. And... You can see that. I mean, if the only person really comparatively that would do it correctly would be Matt Fraser, and that's because of his background as an Olympic he lifter. He started as an Olympic before lifter. Yeah. he went to CrossFit. So um, the the style, the technique, everything's different. And if you approach it on a max effort basis, then you're going to hurt yourself. And I did. And you, did. And, uh, you saw it. Yeah. Blew out my elbow on a snatch on a ninety kilo snatch and. Again, what that did to me is it humbled me to the point of like, okay, now you're going to take this sport that you've just been introduced to and that you're like digging in on, and you're going to take the time to learn how to do it correctly. So I started, you know, doing kind of what everybody else has done. Get onto YouTube, right? Mm-hmm. You find the cow strength videos. You start following Pendley, like all of his little videos. I started yep. just following him and doing them. And I remember there was a couple times that like I would run into you and you'd be like, hey, let's live together. And you're like, what's changed? And I'm like, oh, I was watching this video. And you're like, all right, you're on the right track. Yeah. Yeah. And it was cool. Um, and here I am today, you know, getting ready for uh, Masters Nationals in a couple of days. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. The last, like we, we talked about earlier tonight, the last three months of your training has been incredible to see where you where you started at the beginning of the year mm-hmm. and where we're at today i mean your your movements better your strength in your legs is better um you, just your confidence under the bars is night and day i appreciate that thanks for saying that um i i truly believe that we are better in numbers 
Oh, absolutely. You know, and it's because of the community and the people I lived with, mm-hmm. i.e. you and Damon. Yeah. No, it's, it's, it's better for all of us. Trust me. I mean, 100%. Damon, Damon's a whole nother kids, not even a year into the sport and he's leaps and bounds right. every, every week. It seems like something's getting better. Yeah. Just figure something out and clicks and moves on. Yep. Um, so, uh, what's your, uh, in your, I guess kind of a, to step back to your injury, um, because I've gotten hurt. I haven't gotten hurt recently, bad at least, at, luckily. Um, but, but I knew, I know that when I was younger and I got hurt, like getting back into something and how it affected me um, in life, mentally and emotionally. Like, how did how did blowing your elbow out affect you emotionally, mentally? How did you deal with it on the inside? How did it affect your relationships? Like, um, That's you, know, a- it, you know, we deal with this. As athletes, as as masters athletes, mm-hmm. we deal with this as a looming thought of something bad happening, right? right. Um, and you know, our spouses are that it's a looming thought for them too because they're aware we're putting two hundred plus pounds over our head. Correct. And we're old men. Yeah. Um. So so yeah, how did it how did it affect you? How did it affect your household? Yeah. Um, it's uh, <laughs> it, I went into a very dark spot. And because I was, I think at that time I was pushing 38, 39 years old. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, is this it? I just blew out my elbow. Is, is this, is this what it's going to come down to? And I actually got very, very, very depressed for a, a solid month where I was just like, cause I couldn't do anything. I was in a sling, you know, the best I could do was sit there and do arm curls on my next one or, you know, work on my left side of my body. Yeah. And, you know, with when, when uh, personally, when you go deep down in like towards yourself like that, it affects everybody around you. Mm-hmm. It affected my relationship uh, with my wife. You know, we, we started going down a dark spot. Um, it affected how I interacted with my kids. I was no longer this, you know, jolly dad that was up around and playing around and wrestling because, A, I couldn't wrestle. Mm-hmm. And I was too busy feeling sorry for myself about it. Um, it made me feel like I was very alone. You know, I, uh, the, I don't think you, I, I think you came or you were, you were in the middle of a break cause you were doing a, a pretty big job mm-hmm. out of town. Um, but you know, I was working out with the, the people I was working out with just kind of like, Oh, okay. You're hurt. See you later. Mm-hmm. And I, and I didn't know how to take that. Right. Yeah. I, I took it personally and I took it to the point where like, well, what's wrong with me? Yeah. Right. Okay. I, I know I hurt myself, but I'm not damaged goods. Yeah. But that's how I felt. It's psychologically, I'm like, I'm damaged goods now. Crap. So um, I remember uh, I was talking to the next week I got into the gym mm-hmm. and I was like, I'm just going to go in there and do some like leg stuff on the machines. Something. Yeah. Just move my body. Right. Yeah. And I saw Troy. You remember Troy? Mm hmm. And he was there when it happened, and he, like, totally, like, you know, got me ice for my stuff and everything. And yeah. he was like, hey, hey, how you doing? And he sat me down, and he's like, listen, I've seen this happen to people. Don't let it stop you. He's like, I want to see you in here every day. And I didn't know Troy very well. But at that point, when he, like, looked me in the eyes and said that to me, that was a powerful moment. Yeah. And a so affirmation. Yeah. And it, 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 gave, me, it gave me hope. Yeah. 
and I was reaching for it. I was reaching for any source of hope. Yeah. And uh, so from that point on, I was like, okay, I'm going to get in here. I'm going to squat for six months, and let's see what happens after that. And that's what I did. I got in. I squatted, squatted, used a safety bar mm-hmm. so I could do it with my arm in the sling. And it wasn't heavyweight, but I was in there squatting some volume, yeah. right? Mobility. Right. But over time, just getting into the gym and being in front of people and talking and just understanding that I'm not damaged goods, mm-hmm. which it's interesting how an athlete's mind takes you there, right? Yeah. Because as an athlete, as a master's athlete, we are doing something that is extracurricular. Oh, absolutely. Right? I have people at work that look at me and be like, what the heck are you doing? Why are you cha- What are you doing this for? You're, mm-hmm. you're a dad. You're a husband. You don't need to be out there being an athlete. And to me, I'm like, I don't see any other way. Is there another option? No, 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 exactly. I, I'm not the type that's going to go home and sit down and, you know, pop open a beer and watch TV on the couch after work. Yeah. I just can't do that. No. You know? And so I look at it as like, this is my way of life. And so when that got damaged, I felt damaged. Yeah. But it goes to show you it's, it's um, the, the people that you surround yourself with is really kind of where um, – that comes into effect and you see people, you, you see how they act. Um, you see how they encourage you. And I just remember that thing with Troy. And then I remember passing you one time and you're like, Hey, you working out? And I was like, yeah. And it's like, I'll come join you. And it was powerful, you know, and knowing that like, Oh, cool. You know, I'm, I'm not a man of, of many friends. I find uh, more value in having great friendships than, Lots of friendships. Oh, absolutely. And so um, when I feel these kind of things, it really – it's something for me to, to grasp onto and be mm-hmm. like, okay, this is, this is it. You know, this is something that's going to inspire me. Yeah. It's almost like I'm using people, but in a way, I think it's a, it's a back and forth, right? Oh, absolutely. No, I mean, it's you – know, it's funny. Troy, for as, as energetic and, and yeah. uh, what's, uh, animated – Yes. As he is. Good way to put it. Um, he is, like, just inspirational. Yeah. Like, every, it doesn't matter. I mean, even if he's giving me a hard time, it's still, there's still something in there that's positive. Right. You know? Yeah. I mean, he could be upset with me for something I said or did or, or, or whatever, and he'd still find a way to, to flip it and make his viewpoint on me better. And the same time as poking at me a little bit, but also making me feel better about the situation. Yeah. It's like, I was a dick. And you're, hold on here. Yeah, totally. I don't know whether to feel more like an asshole or, (laughs) (laughs) you know what I mean? Totally. Uh, But, you know, he helped me through through a lot. I had a shoulder thing. I don't even know what the hell happened. It's just my shoulder. I I lost all mobility, almost all strength in my my left shoulder. Wow. And... Did a bunch of research and was out of the gym for a couple months and just kind of made it a point. It's like, okay, I got to get back in. Right. And I found something that it said something about like your second, first and second rib and like, okay, we'll find a pressure, like, oh, like a, a dowel or whatever and put it, push it in between your clavicle and right. whatever's in there. That right. meat that's in there, find somebody to push really hard on it. Yep. And I went to Troy and I was like, hey, man. I'm going to lay down, take this dowel and put it right there really hard. And he goes like really hard. <laughs> and I was like, okay, let's not make it weird. Right. Just right. 
it's going to hurt. I know it's going to hurt. Yeah. So don't kill me. He goes, okay. He was like, I'm in the middle of the class. Come over here. So I went over and laid on the turf. And he has like 10 students or clients and he's that he's instructing. And I'm laying down. And he's just leaning on this dowel. And we did that every day at the same time, every day for like three weeks. Right. And like and by the end of three weeks, I had full mobility in my arm again. Everything was better. That see, it's it's about that people. It's that community. And like he'd sit there and he he jab at me about something like he because he paid attention to everybody, like all of us, all five yeah. or six, seven of us totally were lifting. You yeah, know? yeah. And he pick like he's not he's not a snatcher. He's not a he's not a weightlifter. Mm-hmm. He's just an athlete. Mm-hmm. And he he could see something I was doing wrong. And in that midst of like that five to ten minutes where he had me pinned down to the ground, mm-hmm. he'd lecture me about what I was doing wrong. Right. And like why why are you doing that? Yeah, I don't know. Why are you doing it? And we'd go through it. Yeah, and he'd give me cues because even though he doesn't do that Mm -hmm. movement, Mm -hmm. he still knows the body mechanics. Yeah, he'd be like, "Here, try this." In your warm-ups, when you're around, you know, forty, fifty percent, try this. Try just thinking about this one thing. Just give me cues. Yeah, like any other coach, right? Mm -hmm. And he, it was just that like involvement. Of somebody that doesn't like not not my coach, mm-hmm. not a teammate, not not anybody, just just a gym dude. Yep, you know. Yeah, and he helped me through so much of that in that point in time, and then after as well with a few other things. But you know, those people in your life, you got to got to keep them close when you got them. And he's a great example of of somebody who um, does what he loves, and you can see it, and he mm-hmm. cares about it. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing is like that's the common denominator there is that that person cared. And even like when I was squatting every day, he'd just come and fist bump me. We don't have to say anything. He'd just be like, it's nothing. good to yeah. see you, man. Fist bump. Awesome. Glad Come you're on. here. Yeah. That's it. Glad you made it in. Yep. How's it, how's it feeling? And maybe every now and then you'd be like, how are you feeling? Good. Okay, cool. Oh, that's, that's great, man. Yeah. Yeah. But it, it, it also does speak to the, the mind of an athlete mm-hmm. and like how um, zero to 60 we are. You know, and, and it's like the, there's this giant range of bad and good, but where's that in between? And how often are, are we there? Right. But it's, it's not just the zero to 60. It's the 60 to zero. Yeah. That's, that's like, like, it's harder to deal with that. Mm-hmm. Like the zero to 60, like some people don't know how to get their mind there. Like usually, you know, when we're, we're taking heavy attempts or whatever, like we get our heads in a, the, the place in order to do that you know, in a matter of seconds or, or less than a second, but then the crash down mm-hmm. in the opposite direction is, I mean, you saw it the last meet we did, Yeah. you know, like I went to somewhere that I only go very often. I mean, very seldomly. Um, and the fact that I didn't make the lift and I went there mm-hmm. was, it took me, I don't know, five minutes yeah. before my, like I could even think, yeah. Think straight. Yep. Um, but yeah, that zero, to, that sixty to zero, like when you hurt your arm, mm-hmm. or like, you know, I almost blew my knee out, and it's just like, okay, what am I gonna do? Mm-hmm. And then in trying to maintain your relationship with your with your spouse or with your kids. Yeah. Um, work. Yeah. <laughs> you know, trying to trying to explain to your boss that yeah, I know, I know that you're important, and you're like this this place is a reason I have this place to live in. Yeah, totally. And I don't need to be doing this, but I hurt myself doing that. Yeah. So I'm sorry. Oh, yeah. And, you know, just praying that you still have a job. Well, and I showed up to work and everybody's like, 
Okay, so this is it for you, right? Yeah. I just kind of like scoot away. Yeah, I just kind of like scoot it away real quick. Sure. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. Don't let your boss know that you're still going to the gym and squatting. Exactly. But so um, we uh, so you're able to get get back to the point where you're okay with uh, with yourself and where you were in relation in regards to your sport. Mm-hmm. Um, how did you? I'm I'm, I'm going to poke this, and you don't have to answer. No. What did you have to do to recover your relationship with your kids and your wife? Yeah. So um, I'll back the story up a little bit, and you know I talked about how you know my wife and I went into a dark spot. Mm-hmm. We went into a spot for about a year as I was recovering of um, just. You know, we had been married for 10 years at that point, and we had, I don't know how to even say this, but like we got to a point where um, our, we were more focused on ourselves, mm-hmm. and it was very apparent, and there was a lot of arguing, and there was a lot of, um, uh, I'm just going to go to the gym. I'm going to spend three hours at the gym, come home. If there's dinner made, whatever, I'm not going to worry about it. And so I was, I, I personally was separating myself, um, and she was doing the same. So, you know, they talk about like marriage, how the ideal is to move into a straight line, right? Nothing moves in a straight Nothing line. Nothing moves in a straight line. It's, it's constantly doing this, right? Mm-hmm. Well, we were doing, we were going straight or we were doing that and then just floating apart. So the, the gap of space and time between us was, um, growing at a massive rate. Yeah. And uh, it got to a point where we just did not like each other. Um, our, my, our kids, you know, my son was two years old, three years old at the time. You know, he was still very um, in tune to mom. Mm-hmm. And so him and I didn't have the best relationship. Yeah. My daughter, uh, you know, has always been my best friend and mm-hmm. I have my hip, right? Yep. So um, that didn't really suffer too much. But at, there was a point in time when we looked at each other and we're like, this is over. And so we took, uh, I don't know. We, we separated for 18 months. God, it was that long. Yeah, it was, it was 18 months. And, uh, I mean, it was a full separation almost to the point of divorce. And, um, I mean, we went through all the levels of, um, you know, we, we did not like each other. There was a lot of, there was some, at the beginning there was fighting and then there was like, you know, some, um, a more emotional coming in at the end of where like, okay, um, we may not like each other, but we have two kids together and mm-hmm. we got to find a way to, um, you know, support these two kids, whether co-parent, co-parent. Yeah. Yes. So we even, I mean, we even moved out and had separate places. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, in the midst of all that, there was a lot of lot of life stuff. 2019, I had like half my family pass, you yeah. know, like my dad passed, my grandparents passed, uh, you know, my mom's on her deathbed, you know, but it's like uh, li- life has a way of, of showing you what the heck you need. And like, I needed to grow up. She needed to grow up. Mm-hmm. And this was how it was going to happen. Yeah. You know, I have a tendency to learn the hard way. And that's exactly what happened. Well, we went through all of this and, you know, I even filed papers, yeah. you know, filed papers for divorce and it got, 
something hit me one day. I was dropping the kids off, and we would always meet at this park. And usually, you know, her and I would sit on this bench and, and talk while the kids played for a second, just kind of, you know, catch up, make sure they, I know or she knows what's going on, yeah. you know, the drop-off situation. I just remember sitting down next to her, and I looked at her, and I was like, the only thing that came in my mind was like, I miss you. And so I just said it out loud. I go, I miss you. And she didn't really say much. And and uh, it sat for a second. And then she got home and she just texted me and says, I miss you too. So I took that, that 1% of like, okay, this is something. Yeah. Um, I I took a lot of time to think about that. And, I, and then I approached her. I said, what would you think if we uh, like, you know, maybe started dating again? Just dating, you mm-hmm. know, boyfriend, girlfriend, living separately. See what happens. Yeah. And, uh, you know, she was like, yeah, I think I'd want that. And so we started doing that. We started dating um, for about three months. And we realized that, like, after that three months, we're like, okay. Yeah. Let's do this. The thing that that I think I might be leaving out is, like, over that 18 months, we had to learn a lot. We had to grow. We had to mature. It was no longer just, you know, these kids that are married and have kids together. It's like, who do I want to grow old with? Yeah. What is my lifestyle going to be? You know, and the more I thought about that question, the more I was like, I don't see myself living without this woman. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't see my, my kids growing up separately or with, with separated parents. By no means did I ever want to create... Um, this this weird feeling of my kids being like who's the favorite right yeah but we had to come to some sort of understanding together of the way we wanted our life to grow and so we took the three months and i think we have actually went a full six or seven months of not living with each other and just dating and and being with each other and hanging out and i'll tell you the first thing that i noticed with all doing all this is how happy my kids were that we are together as a family and uh you know we we've made a we've made a pack to to be a family to the end of days Mm -hmm. and i can't you know i can't sit there and tell you i can tell the future but i can tell you what i want and i can tell you that like i love this woman i love my kids and it's worth any sacrifice i have to do to make sure that that is strong and yeah. that stays. And uh, it, it's weird to think that, like, I don't want to say athletics built this, but me getting injured was the spark. Mm-hmm. It was the spark that was, like, that that pushed us to this point. Yeah. So, in a way, I look at my mentality that I, I, I approach sports with, and I say, okay, I need to approach more, more of my life with that mentality Passion. on – with that passion, with that drive, with that consistency, everything we talk about every day in mm-hmm. this world of weightlifting. Why not why not apply that to my relationships? Why not apply that to my job? Why not apply that to my kids? Mm-hmm. How successful can you get it, you know? Yeah. No, it's a it's it's um it's really interesting to to think about it like that. And you you hear you hear people say, you know, you you, there's so many life lessons to be had mm-hmm. in training in the gym, right? Um, but I think the part that we skip over as athletes 
or just gym rats or whatever, however you fit in that, that sector of life, um, is that if you took, like you said, that same passion, but not just the passion, if you took the time, that's a good one. Yeah. You know, an hour, two hours. I mean, so we were three hours in the gym that, like you said, you just peace out and say, I'm just going to the gym yeah. and be gone for three hours. Yeah. Now I'm not saying take that same three hours that you, that you went to the gym and instead of going to the gym, spend that time on your, your family and life. Mm -hmm. But if you took, figured out how to trim that down so it's more efficient and then you utilize that hour and 45 minutes or that hour and 15 minutes that you trimmed off of that yep. and trim something else that's trim, trim the fat off of something else. And so you have a full hour and a half a day. Mm -hmm. And if you just dedicated, I mean, even if you broke it up into, okay, I'm going to meditate yeah. about, about my family, about where I'm at in my life, about where I want to go. Right. You know, if sports is included in that, then, then have that, if you take 10 minutes, of that every single day, mm -hmm. you know, and then, and then a half an hour, 45 minutes to play with the kids. And like Sarah and I have talked about how we never want to have to schedule time with, for our family. Right. It's like, well, well, why not? Why not say, okay, for this block of time after work or whatever, I'm going to have an hour and 45 minutes, hour and a half, two hours, whatever it is, where I'm never, ever, 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 unless it's an emergency going to schedule any time, anything in that time block. Correct. And whether, whether it gets used or not, it doesn't matter. Right. Well, you look at it, schedule is just structure, right? Yeah. I think schedule can get, um, a bad rap of like, oh, if I'm scheduling it, that means I'm forcing myself to do it. No, you're just creating structure. Mm -hmm. That's all it is. You know, um, I love that. You yeah. know, we have, we have a big, um, big, sorry about that. Uh, we have a big count cal calendar. And we schedule things out left and right, right? We're constantly scheduling things out. But it's just we look at it as structure and schedules can change. Yeah. But there are you're you're so right. It's it's taking and being more efficient with your time. Yep. No, Cornell and I Cornell George, the people's master. Uh shout out. Yeah. Um we were talking about um some upcoming things that that I have going on and um, between the podcast and a couple other things. And he goes, you know what? I didn't hear you list. I didn't hear that show that you're watching every night. The, the, the shows that you're binge watching and sitting on the couch and, and falling asleep to, and, yep. or, yep. or, you know, the things you're wasting time on that don't, that aren't going to build your life that aren't going to, that aren't building your future that you want to have for you and your family. I'm like, it's a good point. It is. It's like I, d I do watch Futurama for about half an hour to 45 minutes every single night, but that's to, like, make me stupid so I can go to sleep. Right. That's, by the way, <laughs> solid, solid throwback right there. Awesome. Dude, I started, <laughs> I started the series from episode one mm -hmm. after, like, finishing the series. And, like, to go from – it's just like The Simpsons. Yep. If you go from, like, the last season to the first season, the animation – is so god awful <laughs> and awesome at the same time, but like it, it was funny because you can like see as like the technology progresses and right. they're also how much they're getting paid. Yep. 
like how much money they're able to, to spend and how much time they're able to put into it. That's funny. But yeah, I freaking love that show. That and Family Guy and American Dad. And oh, yeah. All those. Yeah, we dig on those. But, but no, you make a good point. You know, you, it's not, you're not just uh, plopping on the couch and expecting life to happen. Yeah. You, you're making it happen. Let's try. Yeah. That's all we can do. That's all you try. can do. Um, but so we're, uh, we're coming right up on time. So what we have coming up, hopefully, is a weekly podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, by the way, everybody, this is the first in-person interview I've gotten to do. <laughs> hopefully everything works and we don't have to do it again. Um, or re-record. Right. But so weekly podcast with Matt, we're going to be talking training, whether it's weightlifting, strength training, powerlifting, strongman, whatever the topic comes up. Um, we're going to be talking about, uh, training manuals. Yeah. I'm looking forward to that. Going, speaking about blast from the past, we're going to be looking at Chinese training manuals, Russian training manuals, anything that we can get our hands on. Um, we're going to be starting from the beginning of the book and mm-hmm. working our way through it. Yep. And we'd be love to have everybody along for the ride. Comments are always welcome. Positive, negative. I really don't care. If you want to call me an asshole, call me an <laughs> asshole. If you want to call me stupid, everybody does it every day. So anyhow, uh, Matt, it was a pleasure. Yeah. And thank you for having me. This absolutely. is this is really cool. You want to plug anything? You know, I, I have a, a podcast I'll plug, you know, Max Effort Kitchen. We do some, we do anything and everything food, life and food. And uh, you can check me out there. I'm all over Spotify, Apple, all that stuff. That's great. What's yeah. the What's the Instagram? Instagram is uh, Max Effort Kitchen at Instagram. Okay. Yeah. Check me out. I'm, I'm posting, you know, food, life, weightlifting. It's, it's all based around that, you know, the yeah. trifecta. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That, it's great podcast great content yeah um you and your wife have a podcast as well yes we do and if you uh a little bit maybe on the racier side i would say don't listen to it with your kids but uh my wife and i created a podcast called date night and it's it's literally our date nights and we have fun with it you know we we have some drinks and we just talk about what it is to be um a couple and a and a relationship and a family and all the all this in this massive mess of a world Awesome. <laughs> yeah. It's so, fun. Great time. Great talk. And uh, we'll see you guys again. Have a good one. All right. See you later. Bye.